Howdy, howdy. Hey, hey. What's up? <sighs> Possibly too much. <laughs> so uh, we were actually complaining before <laughs> we started recording. Um, and apparently you are in need of some maker time, you said. Yeah, I am. I had I had way too many meetings last week. I was... I don't know if you remember, but I, I had a little bit of a call to action that I tweeted out not that long ago, basically saying if you're a startup that's looking to fundraise or borrow in order to fundraise, I'd love to talk to you. And yeah, yeah. adding that to my normal schedule last week, which is usually, I do, I actually do a fair amount of customer development. Just naturally, I, you know, accept and invite meetings to talk to people and just to learn. So you add that on top of that. And I, as I was telling you before this, I had an, I had four meetings per day on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday last week. And that just meant I got, I did not hit my maker goals for the week. And it's left me feeling a little stressed out. Why do you think not hitting your maker goals one week is stressing you out? Because you sound a bit frustrated. Yeah. Um, like how important is this? Yeah, it's it's important why why is it important or how important um <laughs> well i i've i would say this like i've got traction now with the folks yeah. that i want to have traction with and i want them to have the best possible experience and when you're a solo founder you you know i've worked really hard not to have any technical debt so it's not that it's buggy or problematic but like there are f I'm still in the build features phase and mm. you know, those aren't necessarily like um, the product in, in a lot of ways, the surface area, of the product is, is finished. Like it's got all the trends I want. It's got, you know, the forecasting capabilities are almost there. Like the, it's not that I want to add product features for the sake of features. It's more like the little changes that make the product really work for certain people, right? And I feel like those deserve their whole, their own category, right? It's the, yeah. it's the, uh, the difference between theory and practice where, you know, if somebody else were to try to build this product, they would have to also deal with these things. Um, some products are just like that, right? It's edge cases as far as the eye can see to some extent, right? Where it's like, oh yeah, you know, if somebody wants to use the Summit API and has a ProfitWell connection or a Barometric connection, you know, I have to account for that. I was only kind of assuming that they would use one or the other. You know, that's like one little example. Um, I I got Plaid Life for, for a handful of early adopters last week. And that was like my one big, um, <laughs> my one big maker accomplishment. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, which was great. Um, unfortunately, and Plaid has amazing developer experience. But it was frustrating to have to wait a week to hear back from their sales team. And I think it's just because I'm such a small minnow uh, at this point in terms of their prospecting pipeline. <laughs> that, mm. you know, I, I, that's my assumption. They didn't say that. But, um, but anyway, I, I got it live. Uh, they opened it up to give me basically five free tokens, if you will, that early adopters of mine can use to connect. And I used it first. It worked perfectly. I was super happy with that. But then the next two startups that tried to use it, 
one of them tried and because they have a lot more data than the sandbox environment that Platt provides you with, the amount of time it takes to generate the report that I need is substantially longer. So in testing, I have a, t- I have a timeout, try again, timeout, try again loop that happens. Oh, okay. And, you know, it usually only takes maybe 12 to 15 seconds for that report to get created. And I think I have it basically waiting up to a minute. Well, in this case, with like the next person that tried it, it took, you know, I don't know, three minutes or something like that. That's not a long time, but my code assumed <laughs> that, you know, one minute was sufficient. So you're, ah, it's like, it's frustrating. And then the next person that tried it, um, he said, hey, this is great. It's working. But I use, I have multiple business banking accounts with this same bank. So some of these <laughs> bank accounts are not for my business and some of them are for, you know, for this business. And so I need to filter now on the business accounts yeah. that get linked through the checking thing. And it's just, that's the way it is, right? Like you, you build the feature and then you have to build all the things that make the feature work in practice for everybody or for at least a large yeah. enough set for it to be viable. That's it. You build the 90% of the features and then after that you have to build the other 90%, right? <laughs> exactly. So that was like, I love that it worked for me. It was really, I was on this high, you know, emotional high and then I show it to these folks and like the part that wasn't working worked, but now they need something else. And it's like, ah, so it's fine. I, I plan to have a maker week this week. And when I'm given the time, I'm able to be very productive. So I'm optimistic. Um, I'm optimistic. If you want to, yeah. If you want to test with a bank account that only has expenses, let me know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's a good edge case. right? There. It's <laughs> like, am I assuming that there's income? Uh, <laughs> if, if I am, or if I think I might be, ask Peter. <laughs> no, um, but like that's you kind of, you kind of remind me of like uh, the the one version startup of the, you know, the the thing that always happens where the salespeople kind of like, you know, it's it, not that they oversell, but you know, like they're super excited about the product and they like maybe they add ten percent, like twenty percent. Um, in terms of expectations when they close the sale or when they show the product. Um, but then, you know, it's the it's the makers, the engineers that kind of like have to make that happen. Yep. Otherwise, you're in trouble. Yep. yep. And it's kind of like you're, I, I mean, I've been doing this with myself um, and now I'm just doing it with another person, but um, it sounds like you're doing it on yourself a bit. Yeah, it's a good comparison. It's like, I see where the traction is in the market and I'm going to where the traction is. And even if the product needs to improve slightly to support that, I'm confident I can deliver on that in, you know, a week's time. Right. Yeah. And I've, you know, I've been, I'm really confident in the code base and my ability to execute when I have the time. Again, it was just four meetings, four days out of last week was no good. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So just a little knocked off my, out of my groove. Um, I remember so. talking to Rob about this um, a long time ago because um, he said what he was noticing whenever I talked about branch, I was always talking maybe like a month or two ahead of where I actually was, which is a very like entrepreneur kind of way, like per- personality thing, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was 
comparing it to the the founder of lead pages and he was doing the same thing like always selling like a future wor- version of the product because that's what you're excited about like that's what like i like the the version of branch that's in my head right now is not what we have right now it's basically what what i hope we have in a month or two mm. so that's what you end up selling as well um i think with me i just realized basically until bjorn joined me like a, uh, like a month and a half ago I just never got time to actually do all this stuff. So I never felt like I, I kind of like got to the point where I wanted to be, mm. which obviously is frustrating. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm not saying you're doing the same thing. And I think the specific things like you're talking about right now are things that are like in close reach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're within, I mean, we're talking one day of development time per thing I need to knock out and I've got literally, you know, a small handful. So, yeah, you know, these are all within striking distance and the numbers are just too small right now for me to say, no, I'm looking for somebody that, you know, doesn't need that one extra little thing. It's like the product is too early for that. And I know that there's mm-hmm. a lot of pushback against developers building that one extra feature and thinking that's a silver bullet. So I think it's different than that. I'm talking about like the table stakes features, mm. right? Like, I understand that there's a risk that you think the next feature is what's going to cause people to even want your product. But what I'm saying is people want it, but yeah. they, they can't know, they, use it. They, they want it with a slight change or they need it to have a slight change. And that's within the roadmap, right? That's not, that's completely within the vision. They're not taking me off track. It's just, we're talking about input, output, configuration, you know, can I download, download this as an Excel file? Um, I will say one one cool thing that happened. I was uh, having an intercom exchange with somebody, and they said, uh, you know, we use a real mix of billing systems and expense tracking, et cetera. Therefore, I can't connect to Summit. And this was based on an automated email that I send out where if they don't connect their metrics, um, if basically they, they sign up and they don't complete any steps, or maybe it's just they complete one step but not not all the steps. I send him a little note that says, Hey, I'm a little, I just noticed that, you know, you didn't use it, but you signed up. Clearly you had some expectation that it was going to be valuable, but it fell short of that expectation. Can you tell me what you were expecting? I need to do that. Yeah. And it's really been nice. I've gotten a steady flow of responses lately. And this person responded and said, you know, what I just said about the, the mix of systems. So I wrote back and I said, so if it had an API where you could push metrics to Summit, like you could merge them on your side and then send me the finished results or that that cleansed set, would that be helpful? And they wrote back and said, absolutely, that, that would be great, thinking that it's like in the future. So today, I get to write that person <laughs> back and say, hey, guess what? Like, that's done. <laughs> that's available. You can do that. Yeah. Um, which is exciting. So this is the thing. Like, yeah. You're fighting, you're building in maybe two or three different directions and you know who you bump into on any given week might need something where you're only at the 10 10 yard line and they need it to be at the 50 and then somebody else then you build it out to the 50 and then you don't meet anybody who needs that for a while and then somebody comes back and like to me this is building a product this general purpose right is that in the Mm -hmm. early days the product is still smaller than it needs to be and that's the phase i met is the core is good but now it's the whole product that needs to be 
larger. So, um, so it's, it, again, perspective helps. This podcast is helping me right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, get some perspective. Um, I'll add a, ma- a, a manager thing from last week. Can I just say one thing? Um, yesterday at one of your investors and one of my investors uh, released a blog post about uh, investing in Summit. And one of the words he used there was, he said, Summit is still in its infancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it made me think a bit because, you know, obviously it is. And when you think about really successful uh, products, when you think about like their first one or two years, it is super early and it probably looks looked a lot different from what it, it looks like now. Mm. Um, but when you're working on something every day for like more than a year, it doesn't feel like it's in its infancy. No. It feels like you've been doing this forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dog, dog years are seven years. Startup years are yeah. like, feel like that. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. That's yeah, true. I just wanted to add that kind of. Yeah, that's that's also good. That, you know, that word actually re- uh, struck me as well. And I took it in a good way of yeah, me this too. person like, has reasonable expectations compared to <laughs> like one person has been working really hard in this for a while. Um, yeah. That's not a mature a product. That's like, that's not intercom. That's not, you know, no. that's not MailChimp. Um, nope. No. So every company has these things they go through. Yeah. Um, so I, I, as folks know, I finished, uh, essentially finished fundraising last week and that felt really good. Uh, runway, okay. you know, yeah. Insert noise, like do, 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 like runway chart, <laughs> runway recharged, battery charged. Uh, and that that's great. One thing I get to do with that is is hire a few very targeted contractors to focus on specific things that are going to improve the product uh, or et cetera, like whatever they're going to improve. And uh, I actually was really excited to um, bring on board a, a lead data scientist last week who's going to spend a little bit of time working on the you know, statistics and trending and modeling that I'm doing. Um, I really feel like uh, his eyes on it for, you know, a, a, even a limited amount of time is really going to do a lot. So um, that's that really was, cool. That was Congrats exciting. That. Yeah. I mean, some of it's just, you know, I, I know that somebody with a lot more experience is going to be able to look at it and say, oh, this is good. Um, but if you change this parameter, <laughs> you know, it's going to be a lot better. And I just want somebody to do that so that I kind of don't have any worries that I'm, you know, misapplying or underutilizing or just, it's just not as great as it could be with just a little bit of effort. That's the thing sometimes it's like, you don't realize that like one hour maybe from the right person can elevate something so much more than you spending another eight. (laughs) Mm Um, I just want him to do that. So he's kind of, kind of, it's almost like an audit. You could think of it as like an Mm. audit plus improving. And then I have a whole list of other stuff that if this goes well, you know, he could dive into. Um, so that's, that's started and, um, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Kind of, um, modest expectations. If it doesn't work out, that's no big deal, uh, for either of us, but, um, hopeful. So that was my week from, a from a, um, challenged maker and um, somewhat distracted manager perspective but um, I did have yeah I did make progress the business made progress 
And when I looked back at the things I unblocked and the things I got done, honestly, you know, sometimes a bad week in startup land or, or what feels like an unproductive week, crossing off two or three goals out of maybe six <laughs> um, is still not a bad week compared to really spinning your tires or, you know, not making any progress. So when I reflected back on Friday, it wasn't that bad. I'm just really eager to get in maker mode uh, today. I wish you a productive maker week. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, on my part, I uh, just send out my investor update for February. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always nice to kind of like, you know, add it all up and like kind of see where you land it. Overall, feel pretty good about it. Um, one, like the main thing is obviously the built recipes that I've talked about a few times here now um, that came out a week and a half ago, I believe. Um, and we ended that shape up cycle on Friday and today, which is Monday, um, that's basically the first day of our cool down week. And we have a few more kind of like onboarding activation related things we want to do this week. And then basically the rest of the week is going to be spent on research. The way we talked about it was we think that the next shape up cycle is going to be about testing. And mm. um, we have some pretty cool ideas about that. That uh, One of the reasons why I think we'll go with that is because it's huge for, I I think it's huge for like, I like a big value add to the product that I think people will want to kind of sign up for, but I think it might also be newsworthy. Um, so again, like there's kind of like more than one reason why it makes sense to work on it. Yeah. Um, you, what do you mean by um, when you say testing, can you add some? Yeah. So basically this is something I wrote in my investor update, which you're now a recipient of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the, um, the thing we realized is that, the kinds of tests where people have to write their own test cases are like, they don't matter because no one is doing that. Well, some people are, and I actually have a call with someone later who is, uh, who is doing that. But the majority of WordPress projects and agency work, there's no testing at all. It's just not prioritized, which kind of sucks, but it's just like how things, it's just how it is. There's not, not much you can do about it, mm. but the kinds of tests where you basically just turn them on and enable them, they're, they're a huge value add. And kind of like the way we've seen this is that a very high percentage of people signing up for branch right now, they add a step which basically validates your code against the WordPress coding standards for your PHP code. Oh. And this, this is like, that was something I kind of like thought of as testing and add it to the testing category so there would be at least something you could do even if you own, you didn't have your own test cases. Mm. The problem is if you don't follow the WordPress coding standards, like if you have an extra tap or an extra space or whatever with like the default configuration, your build will fail. So like what actually is happening is a lot of people add that because like, oh, that's neat. And then they try to like run a test build just to see how it all works and they get a failed build. And like a long report about like how many spaces they have instead of taps or whatever it is. Um, So this actually ends up being a bad experience for most people. Hmm. Um, 
And so first of all, like there are probably ways we could tweak those settings so it wouldn't break their builds just because of that. But like maybe if their code wouldn't compile, it would break. Um, so like if they're missing an S semicolon, like you probably want it to fail. But if it's an extra space, maybe you don't want to <laughs> you don't want to block the deployment. Of course. Anyways, the thing we're looking at now is basically Google Lighthouse, which is a whole like suite of tools that Google makes available. And it's all available in like a CI context, continuous integration context that branch can use, which basically is it's kind of like three tools overall in as like this uh, product suite. So there is Google PageSpeed, PageSpeed Insights. There's accessibility checks and SEO checks. So sort of like the webmaster tools or whatever they are. So the reason why we're excited about this is you basically, what we hope we can do is you just, you know, turn it on for your deployment pipeline. And basically what hopefully it'll allow us to do is say, hey, you just deployed something and now your site has like worse SEO score or it, it's 20% slower. Oh my gosh. You probably want to look at that. Yeah, yeah. And okay. I, that's like a giant massive value add. Wow. And I think it's the kind of thing where like agencies can sell that to their customers and be like we like we have tools oh, in yeah. place yeah. about like for these kinds of things. And when we turn that on, like we'll make sure that your site doesn't like we don't make a change and your site is like 20% slower because that's that, really bad. That is such an awesome example of like a delight feature that, you know, <laughs> it's not just about technically it works, you know, and, and you're, no. thinking, you're thinking about like what do agencies do? Like what's the value they deliver yeah. and you're enhancing that? And that's that? like, that's the that's kind of stuff you probably want to test more than like, like because when do you really have like a unit test or like, an integration test it's like maybe you have like some sort of complicated form or whatever mm-hmm. but first of all like if if you're an agency and you build like a complicated form like once a month or something like that like you but the rest of the time you're just you know designing wordpress sites like you're probably not the kind of developer that find like where you think it's the easiest way to build that form would be like test driven development or something like that Mm-hmm. So you probably won't have the tests anyway. Um, mm. Whereas like these like other kinds of tests that aren't really tests and we're like experimenting with calling them Q&A instead. Mm-hmm. But basically are, you know, they are tests, but they're not what most developers think of as tests. Well, yeah, most tests are pass, fail, absolutes, yeah. black and white. What you're saying yeah. is this is a graded test. <laughs> but these are the sort of tests that a stakeholder sta- stakeholder really understands. And like Absolutely. just when I explained it now, like it was obvious that you understood the value like very clearly. Oh man. It's 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 a I mean, this is a great thing to wrap around the vi- you know, the code works is is that's nice. But yeah. what you just described is is you could actually end. You will end up potentially with users that are not developers or consumers. Yes. Certainly, consumers that are not developers. So suddenly, yes, branch is not just for the developers at these places. It's the hey, here's a link to the report that came out of the last build. I I had a call with a developer, a wow. sort of like a developer advocate uh, that I know in the WordPress space. Super awesome guy, Carl Alexander. He's a uh, Twig Press on Twitter. A lot of p- 
people in the WordPress space knows him. Mm-hmm. He um, he's written a lot of blog posts about continuous integrations, automated deployment, and he's done a lot of uh, conference talks about it as well. And I was telling him about this idea, and he was really excited about it. And one of the things he said is that with some of those uh, deployment tools like DeployBot and DeployHQ and even Buddy, which is a competitor of ours, um, which started out as sort of like a CI/CD tool, but it's definitely more of a deployment tool these days. What he said was that the people that he actually see getting really excited about those tools are designers and more like web developers, not like developer types. Because these are the people that hate, they hate complicated tools. Like they hate all this, like, command line, whatever, like dealing with all this stuff. But when you give them something which is like, you know, the pipelines in branch now that is sort of like a SAP here or something like that, right? Like it's like, okay, yeah. here in the one end is your GitHub thing. And then like you add this thing and you want to send it to like whatever WP engine you add that. And then you want to make sure that it's still fast. So you add that. Like that's something that they really love. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are just a lot more, of those kinds of people in the WordPress space than like hardcore developers. So great. You're and a lot of them do developer kind of things. Like they're expected to do like, you know, with the new like way that WordPress works with the editor and stuff, like these people who are building all the WordPress sites are expected to know like basic React, know basic PHP, because they have to tweak stuff in code to build the size that they want to use. But they don't care about like figuring out the exact best way to like tweak npm or something like that. They just don't care about that. No, I mean, well, it's so many levels removed from business value. It's so hard to prove business value from that uh, compared to, you know, Google Lighthouse, right? Or yeah, what you just mentioned. And what um, Carl Alexander was saying was <laughs> basically what he's experienced with, like, because you know, if you Google continuous integration WordPress or like WordPress automated deployment or whatever. He's like number one in Google for all of that because he's been like writing about it for years and mm. do, done a lot of talks and talks and stuff. And but what he said is basically people want like people want to automate the deployment of their code, but the reason they don't want to do it is because they're they're scared that they're going to break stuff. So anything you can do to make them less scared <laughs> and like say, hey, uh, we deployed this and nothing broke, or say like we deployed something and something broke do you want to revert it or even better like we reverted it for you um is Mm -hmm. like where he really sees the value um this was very convenient so i'm going to move into another update um in the past few weeks i spent a lot of time with uh, the obviously awesome book uh, april dunford yeah and worked on the positioning for branch um and kind of this is convenient when i had my call with kyle because I had kind of like wrapped up the positioning project and was working on a new version of the website based on the new messaging. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of like laid it out and told him about it, which, and he very much agreed with kind of like what I found. So that was really nice. Um, but basically like the re- end result to all the positioning work is that Branch probably shouldn't be a continuous integration tool anymore. That was like, in its early days as like a developer tool. But what it really should be is it should be an automated deployment tool for WordPress developers. Mm-hmm. 
because there really there are already deployment tools that WordPress developers can use, but there there's a big need for innovation. I think like CI/CD is very technical, mm-hmm. and automated deployment is very much like a result. <laughs> CI/CD mm-hmm. is like like PHP code and like automated deployment is like a WordPress website, right? It's it's what you get because yeah. you went through the work of, right? Yeah. So like I realized that what people really care about is the automated deployment part. And then, so basically one of the, the final steps in the obviously awesome framework is you can attach a trend um, to your positioning. And I realized that I think CICD is the trend and not the actual like, thing it's just a trend right now where a lot of people read a lot about continuous integration you know they hear talks about it at conferences and they know that it's something they should kind of like maybe understand to some extent or maybe even use but so then that's kind of like when they hear continuous integration that makes them curious and they want to know more about it but what they actually want to buy is an awesome like tool to deploy their code and like implement in their workflow. And then, so basically what I try to do now with the branding is say branch is an automated deployment tool for WordPress and it it has CI CD built in. So all the stuff you can do in like a traditional CI environment, you could do with branch as well. So like all the benefits of CI, like you can compile your code in the cloud and you can run your tests and you have your build blocks available and all that stuff. And it's hooked into your GitHub account and all that is still available inside of this deployment tool. Um, does that sort of make sense? It does. I like that it's. I like the way you put it. That it's. Um, you say included or in it. Um, yeah, it's sort of built in or included. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right. Which um, positions what you have as a larger, more valuable thing around it, where. Yeah, it's either the core or it's just one of many things that's inside. But yeah, the whole picture is your domain, right? And that's pretty awesome when people say, "So why shouldn't I just use Travis instead of Branch?" Because then I can say, "Well, if you only want CI, then fine, like use Travis. But like if you want a whole like solution, like yep. Branch has CI built in for free on top of like all the other stuff you get." <laughs> It's um, it's great. So it's an easier sell, I think. I mean, I think the do these other basically you're saying automated deployment is a it's a workflow. It's a step in a larger workflow. If you start looking adjacent to that or you know, just before or just after that and say what are the other steps that we can automate? Yeah, exactly. That suddenly becomes a pipeline that drives work at an agency in a much more operational way than quote unquote, a developer tool. And another way to think about it is basically, so CICD in WordPress, how many people use CICD in WordPress? I don't know, like percentage wise, well, it's probably really, really low. Gotta right? be a minority. Yeah. Very, yeah. very small Tiny. minority. Mm-hmm. How many people in WordPress deploy their code? Like literally all of them. All of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> and would you rather do that manually or would you rather have an automated solution? Yeah. I mean, so maybe this is wrong, but for 
our listeners' sake and mine. I mean, WP Pusher comes to mind. Yeah. So in the the whole like positioning exercise, I actually worked with WP Pusher as an a competitive a competitive alternative. But Fun. the problem with WP Pusher was that it did not have CI built in because it's a simple plugin that you install on a WordPress site. So it can take basically a zip ball from GitHub and put it on a WordPress site. So unless everything that you need is already on GitHub, like including, you know, all your uh, compiled scripts and all your dependencies and everything, um, then you can't really use it. And it also, it works on on a very opinionated basis where like in your Git repository, you should have a theme or plugin, not a whole site, for example. So it's it's its market potential was limited by not having CI C D or CI. Sorta, of, yeah. Um, I guess that was the whole like problem I tried to solve with branch was say, what right. about all the stuff that needs to happen in the cloud before but now we you're deploy? back around and saying, you know, we don't want the market potential of well, now we can realize the full benefits of what WP Pusher was so good at by reincorporating, you know, that positioning. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, doing so with a circle. brand new product, brand new code, obviously, you know, everything you've built here. Um, well, I could do a lot more with Branch because it's not just a WordPress plugin. It's a whole like platform. Yeah. yeah. Including like one of the big benefits with Branch is the <laughs> ability to basically, and that's not really built into the product right now, but in future versions, the ability to roll back. Um, you can't like WP Pusher is a plugin. So if you're deploy something that breaks your whole site, especially if you break your site so badly that plugins don't work anymore. Like there's not really a way to roll back. Yeah. Honestly, with the direct, with this new positioning, it suddenly makes a lot more sense to me how you could um, go a level farther and uh, vertically integrate more and get into hosting Mm. or, you know, you know, like the other stuff around this yeah. because, you know, you're not quote unquote just a CI tool. All other platforms. Because mm. when I think about it, a lot of, mm. um, a lot of communities have CI CD tools maybe or like preferred ways to do CI CD. But, and I'm not saying we're, we're thinking about doing that this because I don't think we are at all. Um, but even with Laravel right now, like, so Branch is a Laravel app. Like, we actually, we don't know what the best way is to deploy Laravel right now because it's actually, we're not happy with the current way we deploy our app. Hmm. And there's not, right now, there's not, like, an obvious best way to deploy a Laravel app. Um. So I think that's probably the same for a lot of different communities. It's uh, easy to think yeah. about, like, make the tools available. So, like, well, my f- um, friend Fideliber is working on continuous integration for Laravel. And so he's probably going to be the right person to solve this. Um, but I'm not sure, and I think he's listening to this podcast, so maybe he'll get back to me on this. But <laughs> I'm actually not sure if you, like, if using his tool also helps me deploy Laravel or if it just helps run my test. Mm. So, yeah, but then like, of course, 
the the problem is if you integrate it all into one tool you end up with something like buddy which is one of my big competitors the problem if you're a wordpress developer and you go into buddy's interface is that the first thing you see is like you know build steps for cryptocurrencies or android apps or ruby on rails apps or javascript apps or laravel apps and there's like a, a wordpress template as well but you know there's one wordpress template well, when you're going to branch it's like all the wordpress hosting companies you know like all the wordpress specific things hmm. and i don't want to like i don't want to ever change that like so if i wanted to integrate into other um developer communities i think it would be another like a new product basically hmm. i don't see branch like go out of the wordpress ecosystem right you've already gone that's like a big part of the value exactly you you went deep on it um yeah for good reason and if anything you would repeat the go deep approach with one of these other um communities i would think yeah yeah wow yeah that's so that's it's a, been really interesting we're launching hopefully yeah. yeah we're launching a new version of the website oh my gosh uh, this site. yeah i mean the mock-ups wow who did that was just you and bjorn this is not even really, it's not mock-ups. It's the actual site. It's just not No, I yet. know, I know. Yeah, I mean, t- t- um, was, that, was that you guys just? It was, uh, well, so basically. Um, it looks so good. I, <laughs> yeah, it looks really, really good. I, I've been working on it for a while uh, on parts of it. Um, and I've been helping out Adam with uh, Tailwind UI, testing some of the components that they were working on. Sweet. Um, so I actually cheated and had, access to their components before they launched yeah and which gave me some extra uh tailwind (laughs) sorry that's that's awesome i but i bought a i bought a uh i bought a copy i guess that's the way to say it by the way um i I bought it too even though this site is almost done (laughs) (laughs) i just saw that it was 50 dollars off and i'm like i this is not a short-term thing for me but i want it and i want to support i want to support them and i love the idea of using it um, yeah, just bought, it, bought it sight unseen. <laughs> and so I wasn't sure how much I was going to use it, um, but then actually on Thursday, I think um, I kind of I spent half the day on Tuba with Bjorn, and we just kind of tried, like we just went section by section and kind of like brainstormed, like what would be the best, like what's the thing we want to show here, and it was so cool to have the positioning stuff available, so we could just like switch back and forth and like oh, we need like some text that talks about this thing. Okay, let's go to the boilerplate messaging that I created based on the book mm. uh, and just grab something that works. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to, to ship that this week. Yeah, you, you made the form fit your strategy, not we have a lorem ipsum thing. We got to put something in here, come up with something. Yeah. Well, right? it's always a mix, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> it, it is a bit of a mix, but I mean, um, at least you had a I, parallel. Yeah, I think the biggest difference is difference is we added like a gazillion logos to the website <laughs> and screenshots from the app and stuff like that was really missing. So we had all like those silly, you know, illustrations that look great, but they don't really show you. But, you know, they're good before you have a product. Um, but when, yeah. when you have the product, people really want to see um, mm-hmm. what the tool looks like. And people really want to see like the logo of the thing that they use. So there's a high chance now that like you use one of the hosting companies we show, they use one of the tools that we show on the like tools section. Um, yeah, so that's really good. Um, kind of like a thing we did is um, 
a couple of years back, so I think almost three years ago, um, Justin Jackson actually became a WP Pusher customer, which was a bit surprising. Mm. Um, I didn't know really know Justin at the time, um, at least, and he at least didn't know me. Um, but he was really he was really frustrated with the way that he was deploying uh, basically code changes to his personal website. And, and he found WP Pusher and he became a big fan of the product and uh, he tweeted about it and he actually ended up writing a whole blog post and doing a vid- YouTube video um, called Why I Bought Your Software. So if you just Google Justin Jackson, Why I Bought Your Software, there's like a whole case study on why he bought WP Pusher. Nice. Um, and one of the things was like, and it's so obvious when you see the video, like he, he, ends up, like he goes through his browser history to show like how he ended up on the WP Pusher website. And and the first thing he saw when he landed on the website was a screenshot from WP Pusher in like the WordPress admin. And it had like all the things he was looking for. Like, okay, there's a place like put the name of my Git repository and it's like in WordPress and there's like a push to deploy thing I can take and then I can just like hit install. So just based on one screenshot, he could like see basically everything the product did. And it looked like to him that that was like exactly what he needed. And we talked a lot about what that should look like for Branch. And Branch is just a much more complicated product, but it helped, first of all, it helped with the new positioning. But I think we kind of concluded that the, the best thing we can do is like show a lot of logos and just basically hope that when someone lands on the website, they see logos that they know and use. So they, they, they get the same kind of like feeling of, oh, this is built for like for me because it has the logo of like three of the things I use. Yep, yep. Now, um, Jer- Jared Spool, um, now we're going way back, had this, um, has and had this theory called the scent of information. And that mm. uh, he called it trigger words. So this is back when the web was, you know, even more text heavy, let's say. Um, and the idea was that if somebody came to a site and saw a word that sort of they're foraging, right, for what, you know, what they need. And uh, if they see a word that resonates deeply, like it triggers them to say, aha, yes, yeah, I'm on the right track. Like this, this is, it's almost like going through the woods and like you notice the tracks that you're looking for and you're like, yes, yes, okay. And then you like go a little farther and you go a little farther. I I think logos are like a really condensed form of that where it's, like you said, there's this brand identity, this is for me. And there's this immediate resonance of, if I have that, then it, then somehow, I don't even know how yet, I could also have this, right? And, yeah. and they're, they're compatible. It just instantly d- diffuses a bunch of arguments about compatibility and am I the right, is this for me? So um, yeah, I completely, yeah, I completely agree. I think people overdo it when they end up with like tons of colorful things distracting folks from the actual stuff. But in your case, it's not just like testimonial logos we're talking about. It's the actual, no. what does this integrate with? Which, yeah. yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, and the thing is, we've had people, like, so in the the current version of the website, we only show the logos for who we have actual built-in integrations with. Cool. Which is like a more advanced, or like it's it does more provisioning than just having a build recipe for a specific uh, hosting company. Um, so we only had logos of for two hosting companies, and I got emails from people that said, 
I didn't th- I didn't think this was for me because you only have those two logos there and I use something else. And that just, that's not great. Yeah. So no, they would just like change tactics and just show everything. Nice. Um, someone also told me that they almost um, chose not to use branch because they wanted something that really integrated with GitHub. And they were kind of like screening the branch website for like something that, that showed you know mm-hmm. how you know on pull requests where if you have a CI/CD tool av- uh, enabled, it'll show the build status on the pull request, and we do that, so it will say branch and have the branch logo and stuff. Um, but he didn't think we did that because he couldn't find it on the website. Um, so yeah, now we have screenshots of that. We have screenshots from the app. Um, it's going to be a great site. Lots of logos. Yeah, cool. it looks really good as well. With the, the call to action device. is the same. It's it's open a open an account or get started now yeah we we have a more traditional pricing grid now just um because like it's the same even if you choose to to pick the the paid version everyone still gets on the free plan first until they kind of like use that okay um but it's just like kind of like to make sure up front that people understand that yeah they will have to pay eventually yeah nice all right. Yeah, so hopefully it'll go out this week. Okay, yeah. so we've teased it for this is the third episode now that we got a new mastermind. So I think we're just gonna mention it briefly now. <laughs> okay, good idea. So it's a it's it's a three person mastermind. Um, it's been assigned uh, by a tiny seed, and kind of like the idea is to basically I think move away from the 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 every other week everyone in tiny seed gives an update to. Let's have smaller masterminds now that everyone knows each other anyways, and people can have longer time to like talk about whatever is going on. And maybe hopefully these masterminds can kind of survive after Tiny Seed is over. That's at least how I uh, yeah, I understood it. That same same way. So do you wanna do you wanna um, do you wanna tell people who who sure. got assigned Matt yeah. and Peter. Yeah, the uh, the 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 lucky winner. The lucky winner of like, that gets us on every other week is uh, our friend Derek. Derek Reimer. Yep. Um, yeah. Yes. So we have talked about if Derek should just join this podcast already, and then Ben can just do his own thing. <laughs> yeah, and I mean Derek was totally supportive of, of that, right? <laughs> yeah, we we were trying to decide if we should call it Art of Beta or Out of Product. Mm, out of Product. Uh, I, I like out of product more. I think I like out of products. Yeah. <laughs> so, boy, that's um, yeah, that's some deep cut uh, references there. But yes, it's a it's a good it's a good hour that we spend together every other week. And yeah, I, I think I so hope- far it's just been me and you, kind of like derailing Derek. <laughs> Try to yeah. confuse him. Yeah, I. I he says he appreciates it, but we we also need to maybe get him on this podcast and let him speak for himself. Yeah, I think Although so. He, he, I mean, uh, we might need to do it on a week where he's not already uh, joining our mastermind. So <laughs> too much. One can have too much, Peter and Matt. Yes, I think yeah. so. Well, cool. Awesome. Yeah, I, I'm excited about the, the mastermind and see kind of like where it goes. Yeah, yeah. Is there one tomorrow? No, um, no, it's next, next week. week. Next week. Okay. All right. Well, that'll yep. be that'll be interesting. Yes. All right. Cool. 
Yep. I think this is it. I think so too. Thanks, Peter. <laughs> I hope you have a productive make a week. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Time in the calendar now. Thanks. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye. Bye.